GM, and welcome back to Web3T, a newsletter steeped in Web3 updates and developments in this growing space. Have friends who are curious about Web3? Make sure they sign up for Web3T in the link below. In today's cup of Web3T, with the onset of proof of reserves, some might rest a little easier with evidence that custodied digital assets are fully collateralized and backed, while others will finish setting up their offline cold storage and prefer the fully non-custodial route. With 2022 behind us, we enter 2023 with optimistic resolutions for ourselves and the world of Web3. Committed Web3 builders are undeterred in building the future of the decentralized internet and the infrastructure behind it. With what we experienced in the last year, one of the biggest lessons is that self-custody is one of the only ways to put yourself in charge and responsible for the security of your assets and to leverage cold storage solutions like Ledger and Trezor. In today's Cup of Web 3, we'll learn about how proof of reserves makes for a safer and more trustworthy environment for both retail and institutional investors. Afterward, we'll explore the history behind the infamous not your keys, not your crypto mantra, multi-sig wallets, and explore fully collateralized loans from Goldfinch. Then, we'll check in on where Ethereum is headed in 2023. The withstanding strength of the NFT market, the boom of Web3 domains via ENS, and conclude with an exploration of regenerative finance. Let's get started. Proof of Reserves and the Future of Custodied Crypto 2022 was filled with ups and downs. It's becoming increasingly clear. For users to trust centralized agents, an added layer of transparency of where user funds live and how they are used is necessary. Proof of reserves is a method for verifying that a crypto exchange or firm has the same amount of assets as it holds in custody for its customers with a one-to-one -one backing. How can we prove that our digital assets are being responsibly held and protected? There are a few routes that custodied solutions have been approaching. Proof of reserves is a method for verifying that a centralized exchange has the same amount of assets as it holds in custody for its customers. This can be done through an attestation by a third party, which may use a Merkle tree proof to verify the data's integrity. Proof of reserves can be published on a regular basis or provided in real time on a company's website. Chainlink Labs has also developed its own proof of reserve system, which connects to an exchange's API, vault addresses, and a smart contract that can be queried to verify the exchange's crypto reserves. Some exchanges, such as Kraken, Nexo, BitMEX, and Gate.io, have already implemented proof of reserves, while others, including Binance and Bybit, have released their own Merkle tree-based systems. Coinbase, as a publicly listed company, already provides proof of reserves through its SEC filings, but is also exploring crypto-native methods for proving reserves. There are concerns, however, about the accuracy of proof of reserves and the potential for exchanges to manipulate their numbers. There are a handful of methods to validate proof of reserves. 1. Attestation by a third party. A third party auditor often carries out the proof of reserves auditing process to confirm that the assets on a crypto custodian's balance sheet are sufficient to balance its customers' holdings. Number 2. Merkle tree proof. Merkle trees are a type of data structure in computer science. 
They allow quick and secure content verification across large datasets and ensure data consistency. Merkle trees verify large datasets without having to recompute the data. With this method, users may verify their own balances. Chainlink Proof of Reserve provides smart contracts with the data needed to calculate the true collateralization of any on-chain asset backed by off-chain or cross-chain reserves. Operated by a decentralized network of oracles, Chainlink Proof of Reserve enables the autonomous auditing of collateral in real time, helping ensure user funds are protected from unforeseen fractional reserve practices and other fraudulent activity from off-chain custodians. Number four, publicly listed companies. Take, for example, Coinbase, a publicly traded company. Coinbase proves its reserves using audited financial statements. One silver lining in the collapse of FTX is a significant focus on transparency into the assets and liabilities of different crypto firms. Implementing proof of reserves is a positive move for any cryptocurrency business, demonstrating that customer funds are secure and that the company has the necessary liquidity. As regulations for the crypto industry continue to evolve, crypto exchanges and companies acting as custodians for customers may consider undergoing an audit to boost customer confidence and provide assurance of their assets. However, it is worth noting that proof-of-reserve audits do have some limitations such as not accounting for company liabilities, but it is still considered a beneficial step for crypto companies. Not your keys, not your crypto. As it relates to today's theme of proof-of-reserves, no individual at a centralized entity should ever have the means to move crypto assets on their own accord. This is where multi-signature or multi-sig wallets come to the rescue. Multi-sig wallets require more than one private key and add a layer of security to asset storage. Let's talk about the no key person risk. Key person risk refers to when a company, let's say a centralized exchange, relies on a single individual controlling a wallet's seed phrase and, in turn, the entirety of that wallet's assets. The beauty of a multi-sig wallet is that it requires multiple signatures from several participants to complete a transaction, which eliminates the key person risk and removes a single point of failure. An example of this implementation is a 2 of 3 multi-sig where two individual participants must sign the transaction if one person is unavailable. An infamous example of a key person risk coming to fruition is the crypto exchange Quadriga CX, which allegedly held $190 million worth of customer deposits that became inaccessible. On top of eliminating the key person risk, a multi-sig wallet creates an added layer of transparency as it paints a clear picture of the rules for transactions and the accountability of those responsible for directing funds. In addition, the smart contract-based nature of multi-sig wallets enables a smart wallet that can be adjusted and upgraded to fit the needs of an institution. Real-world assets in decentralized finance. Goldfinch is a decentralized protocol that aims to connect global capital to growth opportunities and promote financial inclusion. It achieves this by bringing credit activity to the blockchain, making it more accessible to a broader range of participants. 
As an early player in the DeFi space, Goldfinch is pioneering the use of blockchain technology in the private debt market, which is valued at more than a trillion dollars. Since its launch, the protocol has distributed over $100 million in loans. Goldfinch was officially introduced to the market in January 2021 after the release of its initial white paper in July 2020. The protocol quickly gained traction and by the end of its first month of operation, it had successfully distributed over $1 million in loans. From launch, the protocol doubled its active loans every two months. Through December 2022, over $120 million in loans with fully collateralized off-chain assets and income have originated on Goldfinch. Goldfinch has continued to establish itself in the decentralized finance space by demonstrating the benefits of bringing real-world lending on-chain. What will 2023 bring for Ethereum? With the merge and the switch to proof-of-stake now in Ethereum's rearview mirror, what can we expect from the network in 2023? From proto-dank sharding to dealing with potential censorship and centralization, let's dive into what is around the corner for the blockchain. On the minds of many is what will happen to staked Ethereum withdrawals when the Shanghai upgrade, tentatively set for March, goes live. Before the transition to proof-of-stake, to participate in the blockchain validation process and earn rewards, you would need to stake 32 Ether on the proof-of-stake beacon chain. These validators were told well in advance that their rewards would accrue but be untouchable until the Shanghai upgrade. As early as December 2020, individuals and organizations staked their 32 Ether when the beacon chain went live. The Shanghai code is being tested as you read this, and this update will likely ship on time. What will the withdrawal of staked Ether mean for the market? Let us know what you think. We want to hear from you by tweeting at Node and the House of Web3. Our favorite response gets you a sleek Node shirt. Proto dank sharding? Well, that's a new kind of transaction type to Ethereum that accepts blobs of data to be persisted in the beacon node for a short period of time. Ethereum Improvement Proposal 4844 is meant to accelerate Ethereum's scaling roadmap, and blobs are small enough to keep disk use manageable. Sharding is a method of splitting up the network across several chains to make the blockchain more scalable. A common metaphor for sharding is when physical infrastructure, say highways, add new lanes so that more cars can use that roadway more efficiently with less traffic. For Ethereum, this means faster transactions and lower gas fees. A big win for all network users in the journey towards scalable mass adoption. Developers are aiming for the proto-dank sharding upgrade to arrive in the fall. How will a decentralized network like Ethereum deal with the external realities of sanctions and scrutiny from governments. Particularly the U.S. Treasury's Office of Foreign Asset Control, which sanctioned Tornado Cash, the Ethereum Mixer program in August of 2022. Over the next year, how will the Ethereum community deal with censorship resistance and overcome centralization concerns, as most validators have chosen methods to add transactions to the blockchain that filter out Tornado Cash? Although not in the roadmap for 2023, this discussion will be ongoing for years to come.
and remaining highly decentralized among the number of impending centralizing forces will be a crucial concern for Ethereum to overcome for it to remain relevant and remain a leader in decentralized blockchain. To learn more about Ethereum in 2023 and hear it from the brainchild himself, spend some time out of your day with Vitalik Buterin on the Bankless podcast. Can't stop, won't stop. NFT sales in 2022 on par with the 2021 boom. Thanks in part to a strong start in 2022, NFTs saw nearly the same sales numbers as in the 2021 bull market. In the later months of 2022, sales and prices consistently declined. But overall, 2022 was much more comparable to 2021 than most would expect. In 2022, the NFT market saw almost 24.7% billion dollars of organic trading volume across blockchains and marketplaces, a slight decrease from 2021's high of $25.1 billion. However, with DAP Radar's organic data, which excludes suspected wash trades, interest for NFTs remains high in this burgeoning asset class. Although, compared to the beginning of 2022, the end of the year did not end with a bang, but with a whimper. With volumes of 662 million in November and 684 million in December, OpenSea currently remains the leading marketplace for NFT trades. However, the new entrant, Blur, is quickly beginning to carve out market share. So, what do you think 2023 will look like for the NFT space? Tweet at Edge and Node and let us know what you think. Ethereum name service popularity spiked in 2022. In 2022, Ethereum name service saw 80% of all its registrations since its launch in 2017. What is ENS, you ask? It's not easy to memorize a 42-character Ethereum wallet address. To remedy the issue of peer-to-peer transactions, ENS allows users to acquire easily readable names such as edgenode.eth instead of a complex, long-form alphanumeric address for their crypto wallets. Much like the domain name system, it substitutes names such as edgenode.com for websites' numeric internet protocol addresses. Dune Analytics data shows that 2.82 million domain names were created across more than 630,000 unique wallets with 459,000 classified as primary names. A primary name address is defined as an ENS address that points to a user's crypto wallet and can be used as a proxy to search for info on blockchain explorers. May 2022 saw the most new users on board, with more than 64,000. In comparison, the peak of ENS registrations was in September, with 430,000 and a low of 52,000 in December. It isn't all fun and games in the world of ENS domains. These ENS domains can be powerful and profitable investments. For example, the domain 000.eth sold for a record 300 Ether or close to $400,000 at current Ethereum prices. What's your dream ENS domain? Let us know on Twitter at Edge and Node. Does regenerative finance have a place in Web3? Regenerative finance is a financial system aiming to support and invest in projects and initiatives with positive environmental and social impacts. It seeks to prioritize the well-being of people and the planet over short-term financial gain and encourages the restoration and regeneration of natural systems. 
Based on a 2015 paper by economist and philosopher John Fullerton, regenerative capitalism has described a type of economic design that revolves around viewing the economy that takes into account negative externalities like financial instability, environmental damage, and social inequality. So, how can we apply those principles to discussing blockchain, DeFi, and Web3? Carbon markets and carbon trading have long been fantasized about for blockchain use cases. Carbon trading is when a company offsets its carbon emissions by investing in projects that remove carbon from the atmosphere. Unfortunately, without transparency, the idea behind carbon trading quickly becomes exploitable. This is where Web3 comes into play. By leveraging NFTs, carbon trading becomes more transparent and trackable by the public with the end-to-end journey of consumer goods tracked on a public blockchain. Did you ring in the Graph Network's second birthday? On December 17, 2022, the Graph Network turned two years old. In decentralized fashion, the celebrations took place all over the world. From Amsterdam to Buenos Aires to Dubai to Lagos to San Francisco to Singapore, the festivities marked a major milestone of Web3 developers choosing decentralized data infrastructure to build the applications of the future.